Hello everyone. Today we've got Ahmad Sabah with us, who is the co-founder and CEO of Telda. Ahmad previously built uh, Civil as a co-founder and CTO. He founded the company in 2017 with Mustafa Kandil and Mahmoud Nu, and left it uh, earlier this year to start building this uh, fintech, uh, a digital banking app, uh, which which they call the Money App uh, in Egypt. Uh, they've 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 made a very big announcement today. Uh, the, by the time the interview actually goes out, they would have made that announcement. So we're very excited to have uh, Sabah with us today. Thank you so much, Sabah, for joining. Uh, how are you doing? Thank you a lot, Zubair. It's a pleasure uh, having me on uh, on this video. Uh, thank you for having us. Thank you. So uh, first of all, uh, for the users, can you please tell us a little bit about you know what Telda does, why you decided to build it? So as you said, uh, like Telda, how we would like to call it is basically the money app. Uh, so we're aspiring to build the easiest and fastest way to send, spend and save money. So as a customer, you can sign up from the app, you get your MasterCard a couple of days later, you can use it to spend online, in stores, uh, withdraw cash from any ATM worldwide, uh, pay your bills, um, like do a few of the PFM tools, like seeing how much you spend per month, being on top of your spending, control how, when and where you call work, and last but not least, uh, send and request money instantly and for free from family and friends and using personalized messages, emojis, and few of the expressive uh, features, I'd say. So tapping and, and providing more of an experience that appeals to the young generation or basically uh, Gen Z. And how is it different from uh, some of the other options available in the market, like a regular uh, app by, let's say, a, a, a digital app by, you know, a regular bank or some of the other mobile wallets that are available from telecom operators or, you know, the, these other players, how is it different from them? So it's basically and mostly about experience, right? Uh, usually big corporations, banks, telecom, and so on, they really don't appeal to young consumers. They don't understand digital natives who were born expecting technology. Uh, and, and uh, like better UX and UI from every interaction you do with, with money or socially or anything. So uh, what we're aspiring to do is basically build an appealing experience. So um, for example, tapping into uh, the peer-to-peer -peer use case, like sending small ticket uh, of money, uh, like uh, sharing a birthday gift or uh, kind of uh, sharing a trip expense or paying someone back for coffee. So these small money interactions bringing the social part with it and make it make it more of enjoyable experience, I'd say. Uh, so that's one and two is basically a better spending experience. So I think uh, what usually Gen Z and millennials focus on is the ability to save money and save money not by tapping into financial products, but more by understanding where their money goes. So how much do you spend per month in which, um, in which things like is in shopping in restaurants and food and uh, in which merchants they do the most. And by having that knowledge, you will have the ability to control how they spend and budget on top of that. So this is basically what we're aspiring to build, uh, something that appeals to uh, young generations, initial natives, that financial institutions or telecom institutions and so on are failing miserably to do in emerging markets. Right. Let's let's talk a little bit about you know the the exciting part the the news that uh, you've you've announced today. 
uh, you've raised $5 million in a pre-seed round, uh, which was led by uh, Sequoia, their first investment in the Middle East and North Africa. Uh, and the round also included participation of uh, Class 5 Global and uh, Global Founders Capital, who are investing for the first time in Egypt. Both have been uh, lately active in the region, uh, in the Middle East, and in, in some cases in Pakistan as well. But their first investment in Egypt. So, so first of all, uh, I have a couple of questions on this. But first, but first of all, uh, how how was Sequoia involved in this? How did they, you know, decided uh, that they want to invest in this? Did you approach them, or uh, what's what's the story there? So the story is simply unexpectedly, actually, is uh, a cord reach out. Like uh, for us, when we started back uh, like a month or two months back earlier, we, like I personally believe that the opportunity we're tapping into is huge, right? It's very noticeable. Anyone can see it in the region, whether in Egypt or in the region. And it's a green field, right? And no one is kind of driving the adoption to digital payments uh, or leading that adoption at least. So as an opportunity, like I personally believe and we personally believe that this is a huge opportunity, right? And and captured opportunity and at the same time we see that the team we have in place is building uh, let's say a world-class experience so tapping into the problem the right way so has the opportunity to capture that and lead the adoption the driving of the adoption so having said that uh, this can be an interesting opportunity for anyone right uh, even if tier one VCs. So I believed in that from the beginning and uh, like before even speaking to any of, of the investor, just went on LinkedIn and uh, seeing the partners in Sequoia, like as simply as that, uh, like seeing uh, partners in Sequoia US and trying to uh, find basically if they have uh, like offices in London or in Europe to kind of uh, reach out to the right person. So I, I kind of made a lot of, of uh, cold reach outs. Uh, and um, like I think a month or a couple of weeks uh, later, um, like George uh, from Sequoia just replied back to me. We spoke the same day. Uh, he was pretty much excited about the opportunity. The next day, I spoke with his uh, partner, Luciana. A couple of days later, uh, I spoke with the US panel. Uh, so basically, uh, Rule of Pota, uh, Alfred Lin, or Douglas, like a few of the big names in Sequoia US uh, panel. And same day at night, a couple of hours later, uh, they were, they wanted to uh, even take the whole round. Uh -huh. so, uh, okay. So like, this is how it simply is. Uh, okay. And uh, when you were reaching out to them, uh, were you expecting a response as quick as, as, as you received it? Or, uh, I mean, you, you, you thought of giving it a shot, I mean, thinking that maybe, you know, it, it's a long one, but let's, let's just try it anyway. So, like, honestly, didn't have any expectations. I'll be frank about that. So, just shooting for the stars, shooting these uh, cold messages uh, and connections on LinkedIn. Yeah. Right, right. And how long did it take from that first uh, message that you sent on LinkedIn to actually, you know, getting a yes from Sequoia? How long uh, the entire process uh, took? Um, so basically from the first core reach out, I think it took a couple of weeks. So basically it started at the beginning of the fundraising and George uh, from Sequoia kind of replied to me almost on, on the same day that we were going to sign a term sheet. Uh, so it was kind of like uh, wow, exactly okay. the right time. 
And uh, the trust itself from speaking to George, uh, then uh, Luciana's partner, and then uh, the Sequoia US panel took around five days, no more. Right. So you've got three investors, obviously Sequoia led the round and uh, then you've got class five and global founders capital as well. Uh, who was the first yes? So the first yes was class five global. Uh, it was just after one single core. And they were kind of obsessed about uh, the opportunity, the product, the team. The, it was the fastest uh, yes to have. Uh, so uh, yeah, like it was class five. And after that, uh, it was GFC, so Global Founders Capital. Uh, they wanted to lead the round. And uh, as I said, uh, like at the same time, we were kind of signing uh, that term sheet, Sequoia came back with the response. Right. And uh, luckily we have a kind of a world-class uh, suit of VCs uh, in, in a round like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And when it comes, uh, let's let's move a little bit uh, towards uh, the app, the launching. Uh, there has been obviously a lot of uh, high buzz around, you know, since you first announced that you're building this. I've seen a lot of people, uh, even on my Facebook, uh, getting excited about the product. Obviously, my Facebook would not be, you know, the right medium to to judge the interest because most of the people that I have on Facebook uh, from Egypt are are in the tech space. So, you know, naturally they're excited about something like this, uh, but uh, it still gives you an idea. So, what's the status of uh, the app, the card right now? How many users do you have on the wait list, and how many cards have you shipped? So now we're we're more of in a pre-launch phase, so we're not ready to print and issue cards uh, as we speak. So what we wanted to do is basically we wanted to see more of a, an initial product market fit. So we believe uh, we see the pain clear. We believe that we're solving this pain, but we need validation, right? And uh, we need to find our very early beginning niche that are going to be our supporters, right? Uh, so we rolled out the app in a pre-launch phase. Uh, you can basically install the app, you can sign up and uh, order your card. So uh, you jump on a waiting list to be the first off, uh, the first who receive their cards when you start issuing, as well as you, you're able to like go through the app, uh, see the experience of sending money or the experience of the spending analytics and insights, card controls. You can get a sense of what Tilda is uh, and explore the app experience. So this is what we aim to do. Uh, we didn't expect uh, that much traction early on, to be honest. So just uh, rolled it out, did a few uh, posts on social media. And now uh, in a couple of weeks, we have around uh, 17,000 people on the waiting list uh, who are ordered, like have ordered their cards and a few others, a lot who uh, sign up around 30,000 uh, signups that we have. So it, it, it shows uh, like more than we, what we expected uh, to see from kind of an early uh, market adoption. And uh, for us, it's important as well that this is kind of inside a single, like few close communities. So for example, me, myself, if I, uh, I'm not the best uh, kind of case to, um, to explain, but if I open the app right now and see um, 200 of my contacts uh, already on Telde, right? So it, it kind of makes sense for me from day one to use it to send uh, and request money from friends. Like I'm not mostly everyone who wanted, uh, I want to send money to will be uh, in these 200 people on my contact list, right? 
So this is simply where we are now. Um, uh, we've closed a lot of things. As you mentioned, uh, we finalized our first investment. We've also uh, finalized our license from the Central Bank of Egypt. And uh, it's, it's a matter of uh, very little time to launch. Uh, so one thing about that is uh, when, when working in financial services and building something as we're building, there's a lot of uncertainties, right? Uh, you cannot be uh, looking at a very accurate uh, timeline uh, because like you work with a lot of external entities right a few integrations that you make and like building the blocks of this uh, it's something that uh, usually have uncertainty but for us we're, we're very close like we see a very little number of weeks uh, for us to be able to issue our first card and uh, start delivering cards to everyone on the waiting list uh, very very soon Right. And uh, when it comes to some of the users already, you know, getting frustrated with uh, uh, not being able to receive their card, how do you uh, explain to address their concerns? Uh, what do you plan to do? Because, I mean, from your side, yes, you're making all the efforts you can to expedite uh, the things on your end and being able to ship the cards. But uh, it's obvious from, you know, the some of the social media posts that people are, you know, uh, getting a little frustrated about not being able to receive their cards yet. So what do you plan to do to address their concerns? So, uh, like, first of all, that, uh, these are quite obvious concerns, as you mentioned, uh, in the side that we feel the frustration and we're worried about the frustration of our customer. Uh, at the same time, we see how much our customers are looking forward to this, right? And excited about it. We really are cautious uh, about uh, not wanting our customers to move from being excited into uh, frustrated. Uh, and basically what we're doing is uh, we're, we're doing as much as we can do to move faster in this. Uh, so basically like the team having sleepless nights, uh, working all uh, around the clock to make it happen. That is actually uh, very soon happening, as I was mentioning. So the, the wait is not going to be for long. Um, I think uh, our customers, when they try uh, this experience and get the card, they will see that it's worth the wait. Uh, and we promise them uh, this 100%. Right. Uh, like you said, it's, it's very difficult uh, for, for a fintech to define timelines, uh, especially because there are a lot of stakeholders that are involved and, you know, th there are compliance issues that have to be addressed. But is it possible for you to share uh, if we're talking about weeks or months uh, when, when it comes to, you know, the, the first set of users getting their cards? So like like a rough timeline or that, we're seeing a four to six weeks timeline for having the card issued. Right. Uh, like this is kind of a safe one. Right. And once you start issuing uh, the first batch of cards, the, the next batch of users are also going to get it immediately. It's not like once you've started the process, there's going to be another uh, long wait time for the next set of users. No, no. So basically, uh, when we're out, we're all out. Uh, so when you start issuing the first card, all cards will be issued in a few days from uh, issuing the first card. Right. And can you tell us a little bit about uh, this uh, license that you've just acquired? Uh, I think this was this is also you know a new development. So if if we can quickly talk a little bit about that. So the license we have is kind of a first of its kind license in Egypt. Uh, so as you know, like uh, from a regulatory standpoint, uh, the Central Bank of Egypt is kind of progressing massively 
when it comes to regulating and uh, incentivizing uh, fintech startups to tap into opportunities, right? And um, what we know the central bank is doing is kind of publishing regulations for the digital banks uh, very soon. But until now, it's not yet. And uh, the license that we have acquired is more of a tailored license for us to be able to operate uh, until uh, the digital banking license is up. So this license is called the banking agent license, and uh, it, it gives us uh, like all what we need actually to provide the MVP that I've discussed. So basically providing the better spending experience, spending insights, issuing cards to customers, uh, being able to send a request money instantly and for free, and also uh, all of the cash in and cash out methods, whether it's from bank transfers, card top-ups, uh, ATMs, uh, all the ins and outs that we need in terms of deposits and cash outs. Right. Uh, thank you, Ahmed. Just one last question before we sign off. What's the grand vision? What is it that you want to build uh, in the next five to 10 years? Yes, you're building a money app for the users uh, immediately and you know we're, we're able to spend money and manage their money using Telda, but what do you hope to achieve in, in five to 10 years? As, as, as I said, I think the money app in terms of an, uh, like a name for what we're building, kind of shows what we're looking at this. So we're looking at more of changing the money experience, the dealing with money experience, all the interaction that you do, whether it starts from how you spend your money on day one or how you send and request money from people. And, and it's endless, right? If you can move money from someone's pocket to another, you have the infrastructure to make that happen. It's endless, sky's the limit, right? And you start optimizing on what customers want. Um, so if customer wants uh, uh, like better experience in spending, if they want a kind of um, budgeting tools, if they want uh, other financial services, other investing or saving services, this is what we always tap into. Uh, but the grand scheme of vision is basically building the experience that customers are expecting to interact with their money uh, in all the various ways, uh, whether in Egypt or in the MENA region. Right. Thank you so much, Ahmed. Thanks a lot for joining in and uh, best of luck with uh, whatever is next for Telda. Thank you for joining in. Thank you, Zubair. Thank you for having me today. Have a good day.